March 11th, 1994, Denver, Colorado is back for more. It's the UFC number two. No way out. That's right, everyone. Welcome. I'm your host, Brian, the Hype Ballard, and I'm taking us through the UFC events in order as real as they get. Here's some changes since our UFC 1 event, which you can find that review right here if you want to learn about how Hoist Gracie shocked the world. But this one today is March 11th, 1994. There's some changes this time around. There's a 16-man tournament this time, previously an 8-man tournament. There's no rounds or timeouts. And previously, there was unlimited 5-minute rounds, but we got rid of the rounds and timeouts, and we said we're just going to fight until they're ready to be done. And also a plus, the last winner of the UFC 1, Hoist Gracie, was able to take home $50,000 for winning the event. Tonight, he'll take home $60,000 for winning this event. But there's a caveat to that. These guys will fight in a 16-man tournament, basically meaning they're going to have to beat four guys in one night in order to become ultimate fighting champion. Commentators on the evening are going to be Brian Kilmeade, Jim Brown, former Hall of Famer of the Cleveland Browns, and Ben Perry, who's a Hollywood stunt driver. I want you guys to think about this is Hoist Gracie, our first champion's vision for the business when him and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu brought this into the UFC world. He wanted mixed martial arts. He wanted multiple no rules multiple styles all in the ring together at once and that's what he got let's take a look at some of those styles we've got karate karate coming from an okinawa base and style with a lot of stand-up game and is the most widely popular and known style in the united states and mostly around the world um it's interesting because they've actually derived from Kung Fu. If you uh, look at a lot of some of the history there, a lot of the martial arts come from different other martial arts and they influence each other. But karate is widely shown in this tournament. Also, you're going to see grappling in this tournament. You're going to see all kinds of forms of grappling. So you're going to be represented here. Um, you are going to get guys like Remco Pardo. Uh, you're going to get kickboxing. Kickboxing is going to be represented by Patrick Smith. He's a UFC 1 competitor, and he's coming back for more, losing to Ken Shamrock in the first event. And he definitely wants to win it all this time. So Pat Smith is a boxer turned kickboxer looking to get into the finals and win UFC Championship 2. After then... We're going to get straight in. We're going to have some of the matches here. And so we do have a wide range. As you see, our first matchup is going to be Hoist Gracie, the UFC 1 champion. And in that fight, we're going to get him versus Karate's Minoki Achari. Gracie came in at 6 foot 1, 176 pounds. He's 3 and 0 in MMA and 3 and 0 in UFC from Rio de Je Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Minoki Achari is five foot seven and 178 pounds coming from Tokyo, Japan. And this is his MMA debut. How will it go and how will it last? Well, it's the first television bout of the evening. The other previous bouts were actually done off tape. 
eliminating the first eight of the 16 men. But this is the first televised bout on the pay-per-view card. Royce Gracie's facing, again, Ichari. They're grappling versus karate, and even after demonstrating the art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the first UFC event, the promotion still decided to tag the discipline as just grappling alone. They're still trying to get people used to the concepts of stand-up fighting, boxing, grappling. So both men come out wearing geese, and this fight is gathered and is interested, and all eyes were on these two matching up. They thought they might even end up in the finals at one point. They begin and both press with some kicks before Hoist Gracie takes down to a side mount. He immediately passes over to a full mount and he lands some punches on top. Working the body as Ichari holds on and he tries to escape but to no avail and Hoist Gracie smothers him in the top, landing a headbutt for good measure and another and then Hoist goes to work on the body some more, punching and punching and punching. Um, suddenly, the crowd's going crazy as Achari seems to have reversed Gracie and maybe he has him flipped off him. But in reality, Gracie has allowed him for him to turn to get leverage with a slap on a swift arm and then basically slides out the arm. And Gracie was the longest that Gracie has spent in the octagons thus far on this one. So basically, he does get a tap out in this situation. Um, he flips him right out into an arm bar for the lock and the tap. Gracie defeats him at five minutes and eight seconds. So that started off the first night. And Royce Gracie, you know, is your previous champion. So you're gonna have to watch him all night and see if he can double peak and go for a repeat here tonight, which we know he will. Next up, we got a UFC 1 competitor, Pat Smith, making his return. He was not too happy with the way it ended for him against Ken Shamrock very quickly with an ankle lock submission. Ken Shamrock has made a career out of that heel hook submission. Pat Smith, a boxer, kickboxer, was dropped to the ground and beaten within seconds. Was not too happy about it. Said he's going to come back and learn from that mistake and fight in UFC 2. He's 220 pounds at 6'2", and he's a Taekwondo major as well learning in the last six months since his first fight he gets to go against ninjutsu an exotic martial arts that they don't know a lot about scott morris is representing that brand and it's six foot tall at 209 pounds from texas this is his mma debut and pat smith is one and oh in mma so the first quarter final of the bout for the evening uh, pits these two against each other and as they go at it uh, Pat rushes in and begins to rush Scott Morris rushes Smith and they engage in the clinch briefly And then Smith hits him with his knee and then Morris gets him to drop and Morris is trying to get away and it was brutal and he just gets him on the ground and he starts elbows elbows that are made of glass right and just starts busting open ground and pound style that was a brutal well you know, way for the ninja, and it didn't take very long for Pat Smith to have an improved massively since, uh, show, shows us that he's gotten good since UFC 1. Pat Smith defeats Scott Morris via knockout. Post-match interview. Post-match, you can see Scott Morris with Big John McCarthy makes his debut at UFC 2, no way out, as he's the referee for the evening for us on this one. But and he's done a good job for many years after. 
But post-match interview, Pat Smith mentioned that he learned from his fighting with Ken Shamrock in UFC 1, as we mentioned, and didn't want to get locked down onto the ground and get held there like he did in this previous match. Well, he definitely did a good job getting the upper advantage, knocking Scott Smith from ninjutsu on the ground, and then just plastering him with elbows left and right. And that did the job and got him into the next round. Speaking of next round, we got the next match of this round, and that's Johnny Rhodes at six foot, 210 pounds, representing karate, going against, uh, coming from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, going against Fred Edish at six foot, 180 pounds, a little advantage there, from karate out of St. Louis, Missouri. These guys are gonna go at it, and this is the second quarter final bout, but we have karate versus karate in this one. And Fred Edish is a replacement for Frank Haymaker, who had to withdraw due to injuries in this fight from this first bout earlier in the evening. Johnny Rhodes then is the first round bout, went for a full 12 minutes prior to this matchup. And they exchange and they kick and they start to go at each other. And then he follows up with some big punches on the ground. Edish scrambles and he tries to stay in the fight. He keeps getting pounded, but Ed a badly cut Eddie's badly cut at this point Eddish um, attempts to get to his feet but is dropped again and this time he's mounted and he's turned onto his back he's turned onto his back and you know Rhodes looks for a chokehold here on this one and he gets it on Eddish and Eddish does get the tap eventually um, Rhodes walks right through him and advances to the semifinals with this move. So a little choke out move going on to the finals. So you have a submission at the three minute and seven second mark. Not a bad fight. Uh, we didn't know what we were gonna get with guys coming from the same styles. You know, we see a little fighting up top and then they did see it go to the ground even though it was karate versus karate. So what are you learning UFC 2, no way out, is there's no way out of not going to the ground in these events. You know, very, very tough to stay standing the whole time if an opponent wants to take it to the ground. So that's mixed martial arts being born right there. That means you got to have a little ground game and a little stand-up game. Up next, we have the debut of a UFC known face, Rimko Pardo, grappling, versus Orlando Veit, which is also grappling. Um, Rimko Pardo shows up at six foot four, 260 pounds from Holland. And you notice it's Gerard Gorgeau that's in his corner this evening. He is the UFC one runner up in the first tournament, coaching Pardo through this. Uh, Orlando Voigt is 5'10", 107 pounds. He's grappling out of France. So again, as we get into this matchup, we got a good story to tell here with, with these guys. So as you can see, that goes to the ground. There's a third quarter bout. <coughs> He's too good to go at it. And ultimately what you see is again, going to the ground in this one. You actually get, Pardo had a height and size ways of advantage. As you can see, he had a definitely taller, a little bigger. And it was to an advantage it was used. Pardo quickly closes the gap to eliminate a striking of weight and he gets to the takedown and lands awkwardly just on top of him and gets him kind of subdued to where he can't move. Pardola's laid with his back on Wade's chest and Wade is trapped underneath for the most of the match. The big Dutch grappler, after moments of adjusting to the position, 
Wade is trying to scramble and escape, but Pardold begins raining elbows on boom, 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 right to his face, in an attempt which knocks him out cold. Pardold looks up, and he's surprised. Given himself, he releases that weight is out, and another highlight in the knockout involves an elbow. So this the end of this one, Remco Pardol knocking out with an elbow on Orlando via KO at the 1 minute and 29 second mark. Gerard Gordeaux, his manager in this one, must be very proud of Remco from Holland and his school. So at that point, we then get a post-match interview with Remco Pardol mentioning that he didn't admitted that he did not expect to win. He goes into every match not expecting to win. So I think it's an interesting strategy to maybe not be over too confident and just know that you are in a fight and you're going to have to give it your all. I like the approach and I like the strategy. We're going to see lots from this young fighter later. Hey guys, if you want to see lots, here on Tap Out Talk, we do all things wrestling, all things UFC and MMA. You guys hit this like button if you like the video it helps this out a lot i mean the most you can do for me is hit that button but if you do like what you see here consider subscribing and at least you can see it you know in your feed if something that you want to watch you can watch it if not that's cool too thanks anyway for considering let's move on so we've got hoist gracie brazilian jiu-jitsu being represented in the house versus jason de luca uh going against my kung fu so this is one of those things where i was my spirit was with Jason DeLuca. He was going against one of the best competitors in this tournament. And I felt so bad for him. But I could see the angles and the things that Jason was trying to do as he was working and fighting him. And it's a kind of a factor of learning. When you go against Jason Jiu-Jitsu, you cannot go fight their game against them. And that's something we're about to learn in the Kung Fu world here. So, um, it's a final quarter bout. Gracie coming in at 4-0 record, 6 foot 1, 176 pounds. Jason Delusha coming in at 2-0 in MMA and UFC. He's 5-1 and 171 pounds. Wearing a sash, traditional red sash. Um, the final quarter uh, bout was pitted these two against each other. And Delusha was also uh, the victor uh, was was in the alternate bout from UFC 1. I did not know that. Um, the bout began and beginners were in the clinch. I thought we were doing good here in the clinch. We can clinch in Kung Fu. And a different approach from Gracie as he pulls guard actually for the first time in UFC. He pulls guard and he uses this as a transition to Lucia onto his back and into an immediate mount. So therefore, Delusha is now trying to figure out this ground game, but not just from the top, but from the back, right? So, or from the guard. So, in this position, Delusha looks to have bucked Gracie off and trying to just shove him off of him um, and pull off a repeat maneuver from Gracie for the first bout, and he slaps on an armbar on Delusha. Delusha is trying to get out of it. He's got an armbar locked on. He stands up. And actually, he realizes that's worse to stand up, thriving in pain as he's standing and getting this arm locked by Gracie, as you can see here. And at that point, there's too much weight on the body and the arm. you got to tap out, and your arm is most likely broken at this point. I've had this situation. It sucks. It's not good. It's not fun. The best thing uh, sometimes I wish I would have learned is not to wait too long to tap when you know a guy's got you. But that's what you do when you're younger. Um, ultimately, this bout just ran just over a minute, minute seven, 
and Gracie cements himself into the semifinals of UFC 2 with this very sweet ending and move. Jason, I'm hoping for better days of the Kung Fu brand in the UFC world, but for right now, it is all about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. All right, we get Johnny Rhodes coming in from Karate. He's going to be coming in with a 2-0 record in MMA against Pat Smith coming in with a 2-1 record in MMA and UFC. Pat Smith is our kickboxer. Johnny Rhodes is our karate guy. So it's the first semifinal bout. And these guys which should be a good one because they're just cut from strikers going at it, right? Rhodes is kickboxing and Smith also kickboxing with a little boxing. So at this point, Rhodes has already spent 15 minutes in the octagon. Both uh, fighters are hesitant to start. They exchange kicks and punches, and Rhodes catches him in his right arm, and Smith closes in, and they clinch immediately. Rhodes goes and drops his head, and Smith grabs it right out of nowhere and snatches him up and goes for the standing guillotine. One of my favorite moves to pull on an opponent. And then there's a choke. He gets the choke in the standing guillotine. And then at that point, what happens is you just lock and lean. And you lock it in and you lean back. And since you got him standing up, you can, if you're taller, you can even make him hang himself a little bit right there. But ultimately, another victory for Smith because Rhodes is tapping out to this situation. And we advance to the finals. Pat Smith defeats Johnny Rhodes via minute seven with a guillotine choke. Um, what's nice about the guillotine choke is you can get this type of choke out of nowhere, kind of like an RKO, out of nowhere. You can get it on so many different ways with the guillotine choke, and it's why one of my go-tos all the time. Um, Post-match interview, Pat Smith uh, feeling very confident about this UFC too, and he says that he's just been given way easier opponents over this time. So it's like the spirit of Ken Shamrock went into Pat Smith for this one, but he is moving ahead. Up next, we got Hoist Gracie. He's got a big challenge in Rimco Pardo, the newcomer. Um, the guy that says he doesn't expect to win, but you know what? He wins pretty dominantly with his grappling versus his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Hoist is 5-0 now in the octagon and 6-1, 176. And Rimco Pardo is 2-0, and he is 6'4", 260 pounds, so a huge difference on here. He's a big guy. So ultimately, these two are going to lock up. It's the last semi-final bout of the evening. And we have Grappler versus Grappler. They begin, and Gracie throws some low kicks to kind of keep Pardo at bay a little bit as he's gauging them. He eventually lunges for a takedown and trips Pardo and gets, uh, gets that back mount with the hooks digging in right away. And Rimco tries to escape, but Gracie uses his gi to his advantage and gets a label choke for a tap out. We see uh, Gracie submit every opponent um, unless he's faced overall with, unless he's faced overall. So basically at this point, we do get the Gracie choke out um, so through submission um, at the one minute and 31 seconds mark. So it was a lapel choke with it part of his gi. So. Gracie's moving on, and then we move on now to the finals, which is Hoist Gracie versus Pat Smith. 6-0 for Gracie, 3-1 for Pat Smith. And we're moving right ahead in the Octagon Showdown of UFC No Way Out, UFC 2. So here we are, 
14 fighters have been eliminated and only two remain, all on the same night in a Denver mile-high meltdown. Royce Gracie versus Pat Smith, rapper versus Strykler for UFC 2 tournament final of $60,000. The bout begins and Smith throws a kick and Gracie then moves in for the body lock and Smith initially does well, blocking those things. But taking down, he takes down by Gracie and is relentless and eventually gets him in the ground. It doesn't take long for Gracie to work his way into a full mouth and begin landing some strikes to Smith's face. Moments later, Smith taps. He's just playing taps out. Very surprising as Gracie didn't even attempt a submission. Um, what happened was Gracie is, again, the ultimate fighting champion in this one. So it's kind of an odd situation in here. Um, Gracie is the champion. He retains the title and gets $60,000 to do with and do trains and Gracie says I'll be back in six months in September to fight in Ultimate Fighting Championship 3. He wants to keep winning as much as he can, establishing this brand and this name. So, um, he did win with just kind of frustrated pin and he did, you know, get kind of tired, Pat Smith tired out enough to tap out. But this was a submission uh, with punches. He just kind of kept punching him on his side and he couldn't really get away from that. And his corner did throw a towel in at one point as well. So it's a 1 minute 17 second mark. And Hoist Gracie is your new, or second time, your new UFC 2 heavyweight world champion. Uh, he's now a two-time UFC champion, winning each of the inaugural tournaments. He's there with his family. He's celebrating. We're talking about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. And I want to talk about some final thoughts on this one. So the tournament was an interesting factor, right? I always feel these tournaments, the way they were back then, is like Street Fighter, the video game, put into the real world scenarios. You've got karate and grappling and kung fu and ninjutsu. And it's just all good. And there's no weight classes, no nothing. This is as real as it gets, right? So it's Street Fighter in real life, as I always say. Um, if you look at this bracket... We've got a bracket where it's there were 16 men fighting in this tournament. We eliminated quite a bit in the first round, and on that pay-per-view is what you've seen at the final, you know, three-round matchup. So these guys really did get to fight, you know, a plethora of guys. They had to fight four guys in one night in order to become an elite ultimate fighting champion. I want to also say. Uh, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu was legitimized to the world tonight, not just in this event, but the last event as well. That's now two events in the row that they've overtook it. And Royce Gracie, you know, made some nice comments about this, saying that this was kind of the vision that, you know, they wanted to bring Gracie Jiu-Jitsu to the world so they could teach and they could learn. But also, they can see the fighters getting sponsorships and this becoming a big thing every year and that Ultimate Fighting Champions will get sponsorships and this is what they could do for work because there's not a lot of work for fighters. So I thought this was a very interesting way to try, you know, to take that step. And they are innovators. The Gracies are innovators in making MMA real for us today. So I pay homage to that. Um, and I definitely watched these films when I was a kid just to study because I, you know, this stuff wasn't readily accessible out there on YouTube or anywhere. So I could easily just, you know, watch as much as I want. I'd go to Blockbuster and I'd rent these tapes and I would like watch and study them, hoping I could work them into my own training that I was also being trained on doing in my disciplines. 
So, also, a couple things from this event. Storyline-wise, we've got Gracie Jiu-Jitsu getting ready and dominating again. But we got Ken Shamrock waiting in the wings. We get an interview with Ken Shamrock, and he's not fighting in this competition. But he was waiting in the wings, hanging out. Says that he will be back for UFC 3, and he'll be ready to win the whole thing. And he's got a strategy that it's going to come in with. He complimented, he said, Pat Smith will have he's grown up. And he said, in Remco Pardo, looks like he's developed pretty nicely. Um, is a pretty good fighter. So he just needs to work on some more basic skills. So he's complimentative of a couple of fighters. Um, Pat Smith gets his second chance in this one. So, you know, Pat Smith got a kind of quick early out that he was mad about. He got eliminated by Ken Shamrock in the very first UFC with a quick heel hook. So Pat Smith was looking and felt that he should have won it all. Well, in this one, he was able to go take on the man Hoist Gracie in the finals and find out once and for all, could he have been the ultimate fighting champion? The answer was no. He actually would lose to the greatest in the world, Hoist Gracie. So at this point, we also got Gracie talking in about what he learned from his father in these events and just how to lock in mentally Play the mental mind games, discipline and training, and lock in on what you're going to do and not worry about anything else and shut everything else off. Um, so he's like, it's not really the fighting as much as it is the discipline and just doing the work and getting up at 6 a.m. in the morning and doing that kind of work. And finally, Rimco Pardol. I want to say Rimco Pardol had a great debut here in UFC. And I'm proud of the way that he jumped in there and he made a big change even though he didn't think he was going to. And we'll see him back on future UFCs because now he's more conditioned to this fight in this world. And I think he makes a very interesting fighter in this world. Having a larger guy with a true judo grappling experience. So I definitely want to see, it's not the last we're going to see of Rimko Pardol in these type of situations. And I'd like to see a little bit more. I've enjoyed this. I enjoyed the event. I always do. They're, court, they're really quick, short fights, which real fights should last less than two minutes, right? So they're very quick. They're very short. And you can tell the UFC is trying to get its feet well with these first two events, and they're trying to really just market them and make them a big deal to where people will garner interest and pay to watch them, which would then allow them to build with the trainings and sponsorships and really kind of just build it up from the ground. So, guys, that's everything. UFC 2. I liked UFC 1 because it was a you know, inaugural event, and we got the first time that Shamrock and Gracie ever took off against each other. But we didn't get that in 2, but we're going to get that in 3. I'll be dropping that here soon. But for now, thank you so much. Like, share, subscribe, and it's not goodbye. It's game over.